Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Behind the Curtain podcast. I'm your host, Justin Loy. This is a podcast where we take an inside look at an expat life. As an American citizen who has lived in Central Europe for almost 20 years, I'm going to take you behind the scenes to explore the joys and struggles of a foreigner. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Behind the Curtain podcast. Uh, Today, I want you to come with me uh, to this place I'm going to describe. Maybe you close your eyes wherever you're at and just imagine this place. But if you're driving, please don't close your eyes, (laughs) okay? (laughs) So, okay. I'm entering an empty classroom. It's populated only by a few of my Czech colleagues. You know, after some cordial greetings, I take my seat on an uncomfortable wooden school chair. On the table, there's what I call the the trinity of Czech fast food, the Žizek, which the best English translation for that is probably schnitzel. It's a breaded, fried piece of meat. There's a canister of pickles and a loaf of dark rye Czech bread. Czechs love this. It's really good. And all the elements of a customary meal are present. You got the meat, the schnitzel. You've got the carb, the bread, and the vegetable, the pickles. And drinks are offered. There's some flavored water or coffee or tea. Because no discussion can be had without a beverage in hand. And deep down, I suspect the Czechs wish they could just wash all this good food down with a pivo, a beer. But that's probably a tad bit inappropriate for the current meeting. The chairman of the board passes out the agenda, and the meeting officially commences. Now, what I've done is I've just taken you inside into that inner sanctuary, if you will, of a meeting with Czechs. Now, let me say, as an American, it is an honor and a privilege to be able to take part in a, in a regular Czech meeting um, of authority. And although there's a challenge of language that kind of constantly hovers over me, the real challenge lies in understanding the psychology of the meeting. At first glance, the meeting appears as any other American meeting. But there's this feeling, a lot of times, of this something that's intangibly different. Maybe it's a social cue. Uh, Maybe it's the approach, how they talk to one another, or how they talk about others. Either way, at times I feel like the proverbial square peg fitting into the round hole in these meetings. Despite this feeling, I've been elected by my Czech peers to engage in this uh, cultural circle, if you will. A former American colleague of mine once observed that Czechs are tribal. And what he meant was that Czechs have these strong ties together as a nation. And in many ways, taking part in these meetings is like joining a tribe of sorts from the outside, especially as a foreigner. That unit in Czech is called the collective. It's, It's the group of people together. Czechs participate together as a group, a single unit organism. And you go into the meeting as a unit, discuss as a group, and leave as a unit. In American meetings, Americans are much more individually minded. 
unless with this collective mentality. You go into the meeting as an individual, discuss as a group, you leave as an individual. Joining a Czech collective demands equal participation and a common sense among its members toward contributing to the greater good of the group. When attacked from the outside, the tribe becomes very, very fierce because the tribe watches out for one another and it protects its members. But not only does the tribe protect its members, the members feel that they have a chance to speak honestly and truthfully to the people within that tribe. There's really a true democratic spirit that flows through these these Czech meetings. And the ones that I've attended, everyone has a chance to speak and share their personal opinion on a subject. But you can't be fooled into thinking that any one person has the final say, because they don't. But their voice is always expected to be heard. I would imagine for Czech leaders, this is uh, a difficult course to navigate. On one hand, you know, you got meetings that require an authority figure running the show. But if that authority figure grasps their power too tightly, they run the risk of offending the other members in the collective tribe. If any authority becomes bigger than the tribe, the tribe has this tendency to um, cut it down to size. There's a famous Slavic proverb out there that says, the highest blade of grass always gets cut. It's really tricky to maneuver as a Czech leader because you got to be able to show authority without holding power too tightly or too strongly. Personally, I kind of struggle sharing my voice and spouting my opinions in Czech, not only to some language restrictions, but also a struggle to match the rhythm and cadence of the discussions. I've attempted to emulate the Czech style of discussion only to come up really quite short. One time during a meeting, I was watching the Czech speak and I noticed that they were speaking with this strong, assertive, and sometimes harsh words about a particular subject. And at the end of the meeting, when I was trying to explain that I could not meet on a particular date uh, for the next meeting, I, I reacted with a strong and har- strong and harsh. And I was thinking at the time that I, I was copying their style, their style of speech. In some ways, I was acting as part of the tribe, I thought. But the looks I received back and the confusion I sensed that, at the way I spoke totally told me that I had failed in my original intent to match their tone and nuance. <laughs> Afterwards, they, they asked me, uh, Justin, is, is there something wrong? And although I, I failed to emulate their communication style well, Many of these meetings, these Czech meetings I go to, really do contain a strong frankness that Americans would find uncomfortable. There's a sort of confrontational directness that is expected from the members of the Czech meeting, even if it means stating something negative about a fellow member in the meeting. But I suspect there are lines that are never crossed. For example, you can criticize, as a matter of fact, but not express anger. The accuracy of the statement is of the utmost importance, too. The emotion of the statement is less acceptable. And that's one thing I've learned. 
once I heard a, a lecture about the varying communication styles between Europeans and Americans. This is a fascinating topic for me. The Europeans, and especially Czechs, desire honest, accurate assessments of the matter. Accuracy means a person is not hiding or acting false. Americans, however, play for impact. Adjectives such as awesome and amazing, you know, they're littering our everyday vocabulary all the time. Because the desired result for an American is for the receiver to feel potency of a thought. That is why Americans can appear either overly sweet and encouraging or come across as angry and forceful. When you're part of the collective tribe, love among the members is already assumed when you walk in the door. And, and that, that can be good because it frees up um, me to, to, to speak accurately, honestly, and directly to my Czech colleagues in the group. That's because I'm part of their group. When I'm part of the collective tribe, when I enter the room, love is assumed. When I exit the room, love is again assumed. I don't leave as an individual, I leave as one of them. And because we consider ourselves an island unto ourselves in the United States, a lot of times, the individually minded American must find ways to express the love or any other emotion for that matter, when we enter and exit the meeting room. That was something that is very, very profound for me. And it's something I'm still learning even to this day. As an American who has lived in the Czech Republic for almost 20 years, I, you know, I, I have been accepted as a member of a fiercely loyal tribe. Many times Americans that come and visit, they don't realize how, how much they endear themselves to the Czechs with whom they're developing a relationship. And what ends up happening is they unwittingly become part of the tribe. They don't even know that they've become part of the tribe. And so when people leave the Czech Republic, it's, there's a lot of pain. It's painful for the Czechs I know. After just about five days, they'll really feel connected. And then those people leave. If I were to ever leave the Czech Republic, I know that it won't be the end. You know why? Because the Czech tribe is family. When you get down to it, you know, the, the, the Czech collective is just one big family. And you see this everywhere. You see it in, in schools. You can see it in a church. You can see it in a group of friends. You know, when, as I mentioned at the very beginning, you enter the meeting and you kind of partake in a meal together. Just like a family might do at a dinner table with schnitzel, pickles, and bread and washing it down with a beer. I've done this in, in school meetings. It's almost like a family gathering. At the end of the year, or at, at Christmas time, there's this big dinner together. And it's important to be involved in that. The people at a meeting are a group who discuss honestly and genuinely the matters at hand. But they're bonded together by more than just an agenda. They belong to the collective, as I said before. And this collective defends itself and it generates a oneness and purpose like a family unit would. Uh, I want to tell you a story one time. Um, 
there was a formal meeting once where an impersonal authority presented bad news to fellow teachers. And I saw the teachers become visibly upset. They quickly went to a restaurant together, the teachers, to discuss the contents of the meeting over some beer without the presence of that impersonal authority. The problem, said one teacher, was not the words, but the form. One of my proudest moments living in Czech came when I gave an impassioned speech to my Czech colleagues, trying to, I guess, translate and explain some of the bad news that had been given from from higher authorities. And I did it with passion to help them understand something. But I was on their side. And one teacher said I, I spoke well. And another said I shouldn't be ashamed of how I spoke because I spoke Litska. Translation, like the people. I was able to find respect because I spoke like one of them. Despite being a foreigner, I keep participating in the family tribe, understanding the dynamics of these meetings and honoring those in my group. At one meeting that I attended, everyone but me had shared their thoughts on a very important decision. The room went silent for a second, and the chairman of the board put his hand on my shoulder and said, Justin, we haven't heard from you yet. I suppose he just said to me, Justin, you're part of this tribe too. Thank you for listening to the Behind the Curtain podcast. If you want to get the show notes or have new episodes delivered directly to your phone, you can go to the website behindthecurtainpodcast.buzzsprout.com to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And as always, any ratings, reviews, or shares are greatly appreciated. If you'd like to connect, you can write me at the Behind the Curtain Podcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your questions and comments. And this is Justin Loy. Take care, and I'll talk to you later.